listening to The Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located just in the heart of Rosewood, this is The Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and out of all the places you could be, You've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. Local Bar can be found iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, wherever you get all your great podcasts. We've taken a little bit of a hiatus. We are finally back. All you listening on uh, PowerCast 97.9 out in uh, the great state of Missouri. Uh, we finally we finally start giving you best of shows. And um, we're finally back up. On the air, running now through the rest of the calendar year and beyond. Um, appreciate you guys uh, reaching out during the hiatus. It's been a, uh, it's just been a, it's a weird time. The, the holidays can really kind of jack things up, but it's it's Thanksgiving that does it more than any. I I don't know why it always falls on a Thursday. That week is kind of a waste. For some reason, the week before it, everybody's trying to cram everything in and get it done before that next week. It's just nuts. Um, and it's just uh, just kind of a crazy thing. So I am uh, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be here with you. Uh, for the very last time, though, I want to talk to you about our sponsor for this show. Uh, we've had them now for the past few months. Uh, I don't know if the if the sponsorship's going to continue from here on, but I will tell you that I have absolutely loved learning more about these guys, having them actually not just as a sponsor, but actually on the show and being able to promote what they do. Uh, they are Bombas. Uh, it is the sock company that you hear about on other podcasts that you see in commercials. Uh, they do honestly make the most comfortable socks I have ever, ever on. I am wearing them right now. I love them. Wear them to run, wear them to hang around the house, wear them at work. I absolutely love these socks. They're they're specially made, uh, and they test them with all these different tension rods. But the biggest thing for me are socks that quit on you, that like try to slide down, like they're trying to hide from you or something in your shoe. Drives me crazy. These socks don't do that. They do a great job of testing these things. The material they make them out of is the most comfortable I've ever ever had. But not only that, the charitable arm of this company is something that I really like. If 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 you if you haven't heard about them, we did have them on uh, the show. It's a show uh, with two ladies on there. April Fox is one of them. You can go and look it up, and they they talk a good a bit about what the company does. Just even around where their office is, the the help they give people that are you know, homeless. Outside of their offices and how they help them find jobs, it's, it's just the, the the mentality of this company is fantastic. But what they do with their socks is this: for every pair of socks they sell, they donate a pair to a homeless shelter. Homeless shelters, the number one requested item are socks because you can't give dirty socks. What they do is they actually make a specialty sock for this. It doesn't have to be cleaned as often. It's certain colors so the dirt doesn't show up on it. It really uh, kind of helps keep down the bacteria. These, these people do just one hell of a job. Not only that, this coming weekend here in Columbia, South Carolina, we're having the 500 Block Party. It is a group here in Rosewood that puts together a, a fundraiser every year for the Women's Shelter. Um, they do it at Foxfield. Uh, the best outside music venue you're going to find in this great little town of ours. 
And uh, some great musical acts will be there. Mackenzie Butler Band, yours truly, Don Merkel. Uh, we'll be uh, you know sitting there rocking out, having a good time, uh, raising money. Bombas donated a $75 gift card for um, the raffle at this event. I mean... How amazing is that? They, they don't know us from Adam. They pay to sponsor us. I told them about the event. They sent us a gift card. It's just such a cool company, man. Uh, if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Uh, it doesn't matter if you need socks for running a 5K or running a company. You can go to bombas.com and find it. B-O-M-B-A-S.com. The most comfortable socks in the history of feet. We have appreciated having them on the show. We'd love to hear from them more. Hopefully we get to in the future. Who knows? But I'll tell you this. They've got a customer for life in me, and I really appreciate them. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of um, running, I went, to, uh, I went to the gym this morning. So it's cold here now in Columbia. And um, for those of you anywhere else in the world, this, it, we, we get really hot here. It's very humid, um, regular summer day. July, August is up in the 90s, high 90s, if not breaking 100, um, really muggy. And so when it dips below like 55, <laughs> we, start, we start freezing around here. And uh, it's, it's in the 30s. I mean, low 30s. I mean, barely 30 uh, in the mornings at uh, 515, which is when I've decided I need to get up if I'm going to do anything with my, my body. So... Um, I uh, I've decided that I'm not running in that crap. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go to the gym because at the gym, they have the cardio theater. Yes, all the treadmills and ellipticals and bikes. They have this big movie theater room where they play different movies, a different movie every day. So if you go in there every day, you, you're watching something different. The other day they had I, I noticed when I went by. When I was lifting weights, they had the um, uh, one of the Avengers movies playing. Um, couple days before that walked by indiana jones classic classic indiana jones was playing uh i mean one day a few a few weeks ago they even had days of thunder playing in this thing I'm like, yes yes that's that's what i need i go in it's freezing 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 this morning so i decided i, I gotta get to that cardio theater as fast as i can get in there i walk in mosey on up to my treadmill, get ready to put my miles in. I look up at the theater, and I'll be damned if 20, uh, 27 Dresses is playing. Now, if you don't know what this movie is, then you should be thankful for your life that you have never been exposed to this hot garbage that they had up on, on the screen. It is... Uh, it's a movie that's got, I don't know who the guy is. The guy was someone that, I mean, I, I've seen him before. Um, let me do a little search here real quick. Um, I've, I've seen him before and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't really, I don't, I don't know him that well. Um, I had the lady that plays uh, Jane from The Office in it, uh, playing basically Jane <laughs> in, this, in this one. Uh, let's see, 20 dresses. Yeah, but it's got J James Marsden. Yeah, I've heard that name. I I I've heard that name. Um, 
It's got uh, Catherine Heigl in it. Now, Catherine Heigl kind of freaks me out a little bit. She's got... So if if you know anything about her, she's she's a very attractive uh, young lady. I don't know how old she. This movie was made a long time ago, uh, two thousand and eight, ten years ago. Um, she is a, she's been a bridesmaid twenty seven times. After serving as a bridesmaid twenty seven times, a young woman wrestles with the idea of standing by her sister's side as her sibling marries the man she's secretly in love with. I mean, it it sounds. Fantastic! I know you're surprised. I know you're su- shocked to hear that I was uh, not a big fan of this movie. Uh, I got six point one out of ten. I'm really surprised I got that much. But but Catherine Heigl's in it, and as as lovely as a lady as she is, she's got crazy eyes. Girls, if you ever want to know about what a guy says, what do crazy eyes look like? Catherine Heigl has them. She 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 is. I bet I would lay money down that she is absolutely insane. I, I bet. Like, does she date anybody? Does she has she murdered anybody in her in their sleep? And she, I mean, she's just got that look. And so I had to get in today. It was freezing. I wanted to get my miles in. Got a lot going on in my life. A lot going on in my mind. A lot of stuff weighing in on my back. I I need I need my 30, 45 minute run. I need to to be able to get. And I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch Indiana Jones. I I wanted to watch a Marvel movie. I wanted to watch some mindless Days of Thunder. Top Gun in in stock cars. That's what I needed to see this morning. But no, no, I got I got this twenty seven dresses crap, and it's. Just in case you can't tell how it goes, it is a movie about crap that never happens in anybody's life. They walk into this bar at this one point and start singing Benny and the Jets. And for some reason, all the people in this redneck bar suddenly go from looking at them out the side of their eye like, what's wrong with those people? To cheering for them like they're at a rock concert while they stand on top of the bar. Woo, Benny and the Jets. It's, it's, absolutely asinine one of those movies and i understand i understand it wasn't made for me it's not marketed towards a 40 year old dad it is marketed towards 25 to 35 year old single female who's still trying to figure out why she hadn't found the guy of her life yet I, i get that and i'm not making fun of those people i'm making fun of this damn movie but this is this is what I had to watch while I ran today. Like this is I braved the cold to see this movie. What's uh, what's ironic about this though <laughs> is I had one of the best uh, times as as far as timing myself and distance this morning that I've had in years. <laughs> And I'm I'm not going to say it's because this was a great movie. I think I was concentrating so much on running and keeping my pace somewhere because I didn't want to look up at I mean, the, the, the dumpster fire that's going on on the screen. I, I didn't want to keep looking at it. I, I just didn't want to see it. Um, so for all of you Catherine Heigl fans that uh, love that movie, um, if you're looking for something to send me for Christmas, uh, don't send me the the Blu-ray of 27 Dresses. I've already seen it. I've seen enough of it. I don't ever need to see that crap again. It's just, it's just not. It is absolutely not for me. Speaking of what is for me, I, I had a conversation 
this week with a guy that um, I've gotten to know now over the past couple of months. The guy's name is Scott Guthrie. Um, we've uh, we've known each other for a, a year or two. Uh, we met, I believe, the day that we were shooting the videos uh, for Don's solo project. It was uh, from the Lincoln Ray album. It was... Um, I met a lot of people that day, but I, I believe that was the first time Scott and I had met. We may have met at Shelly's birthday party. I, I don't know. Um, but I've gotten to know this cat, and he is he is a super nice guy. He's, he's one of these kind of guys that, that I just love being around. He's a nice guy. He's funny. He's talented. Um, he's got a really cool story about him. Uh, he also has been through a lot, but doesn't drag it out for everybody to see. So I sat down with him because I wanted to drag some of it out of him this week uh i think uh right now you know we get towards the end of the year and you know the past few weeks for me have been have been tough there's a lot going on and there's a lot going on for everybody starting at thanksgiving man this sprint to the end of the year is is just is just overbearing and it's nice it's nice when you can get a hold of uh some really cool people in your life and surround yourself with them because i think it reminds you and reminds all of us that number 1 there are people out there to support you and number 2 man this is what this life game's all about it's about meeting other people it's about hanging out with them it's about getting something else out of them about about helping somebody else out uh, helping them up if they need that like it's just it's, it's really cool and so as i've been busy over the past few weeks i kept thinking man i've got to get an interview down I've, I've, I've had a couple people crap out on me because it's the holidays i i know a lot of people are busy i, I don't know how i'm going to get these and then uh, i sat down and got a string of interviews the other day i don't know how i'm going to fit all these in by the end of the month but i will tell you right now I circled Scott's name, and and it was first on my list to get a hold of him. Uh, Scott Guthrie is a really cool guy. Uh, he is the uh, he he's a sole propi- proprietor of his company. You know, I don't think I even asked what the name of his company is, but he is also the front man for a band here in Columbia, South Carolina, known as Forty Eight Fables. A uh, group of really good guys. Great music that they play. A, a, a fun time whenever they play. But uh, I really enjoyed taking a moment and sitting down with Scott. And uh, I want to play that uh, interview for you right now, and then I'll chat with you on the other side of the break. Go to war. 
Well, with me this week is uh, a guy that I've gotten to know um, a, a pretty good bit over the past few months, uh, a year or so, but really a little bit more over the past couple of months. Really cool guy, a really interesting story to him, great family, really good band that he's in, fantastic facial hair. Mr. Scott Guthrie. Scott, how you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. I'm, I appreciate you uh, letting me grab you here. I know you guys got band practice yeah, uh, no, here, here in a little bit, but I uh, appreciate you, you hopping on. So, Scott, Scott and I have met because our bands have done things around and with each other and stuff like that. And um, you've you've known uh, you and I have been kind of orbiting some of the same circles, and we are absolutely we yeah. are just now kind of coming together. And and this Saturday, you and I somehow um, they are allowing the delinquents to get into the VIP booths at the uh, Carolina Gamecocks games, and you and I are going to be sharing. Some space in a uh, in, in a booth. Yes, I can't, I can't wait. The, the holiday season and the holiday stress is begging for a moment like this to happen. So <laughs> I am, <laughs> I'm excited about. It. No, you. So you've been you've been around the music scene for a while, and we'll get into that uh, a little mm. bit more. But I just, I'm curious. I know you've been around it. How oft, How long have you been an active member of it, though? Uh, like. This is, as soon as this band started, two two years ago, <laughs> okay. maybe. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I've 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 never really even been. I've been a a consumer. Yeah, I've, I've I've never been actively involved in the making of until recently. Yeah. Now you guys, uh, your band Forty Eight Fables, y'all were just in the studio. What uh, the past couple of weeks? Like you're you you're know, still we, working? No, we we just went into the jam room, did the old uh, like the punk rock style one day kind of in and out and then let uh jay matheson work his magic on on the the remnants that we left him <laughs> yeah, jay jay is a wizard i don't yeah i don't know him that well but i do believe he is a wizard i heard what he did with my vocals one time he he's <laughs> like my dad's boss can't do that you know it's it's amazing what he did so no i'm I, i'm i'm real impressed with with this guys and it was it was kind of fun to be in there. So we'll get more into the music in, in a little bit. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what you do. So you don't do you're, – you're not a, a full-time professional singer yet. Oh, and to, no. You, you probably need to get a better bass player first. But, a better uh, voice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you uh, – you, you, um, uh, a, a year ago – you and I were talking about this recently. About a year ago, two years ago, when was it? You had an accident – and it kind of spun your life into a different direction. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I guess it was actually it was about five years ago. Um, I, I was as a result of a car accident. I was uh, I was laid up for quite a while. I was, I was uh, out of work for about a year, trying to recover from it. And um, you know, you can only watch so much Netflix. <laughs> so I, I had my guitars. I've been like the like a your porch strummer forever i'm just sitting around with the guys i'll play you know i'll play three chords you solo on top of it fun um and i just started playing more because i didn't have anything else to do <laughs> and um and that's so i've always been interested in writing and so then i started kind of dabbling in songwriting a little bit um kind of putting those two things together to kind of make the, the days pass and very quickly it became an obsession you know, it, it was something I, 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 once I started it, I couldn't put it down. You, uh, it's funny that you bring up writing. You, you told me that what, back in college you were, you wanted to be a writer. Like you, you actually oh. did professional writing for a while, correct? Well, I, I, don't, I mean, I guess I got paid 
for a couple things, but I wouldn't really call it professional. I was I went to grad school for creative writing, um, and like everybody else, you know, that's 22, 23 years old and thinks of themselves as a writer. I wanted to write the next great book of modern American poetry or the next collection of short fiction, but that uh, that didn't that didn't really. That didn't really happen. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, bit, <laughs> little bit easier said than done. So yeah, right. So you you left that. You started working in the the regular world. You have this car accident. You spend a lot of time uh, in front of the TV, strumming and, and, and making some music, and, and kind of getting back into that. And then and then you something sparked you, and you decided to start your own business. Now, what what kind of kicked that into gear for you? Uh, desperation. Yeah. Yeah, necessity. Um, I, the, the job I had, uh, ceased to exist, uh, job market was not strong. Um, so, you know, it was either take a job or kind of lose or, or maybe try to make something happen. So I decided this is probably the only opportunity I'm going to have to kind of try to reach for the brass ring. So I, with the approval of, of my better half, I, I started reaching. What um, how, how walk me through that process? I mean, here you are. Yeah, you're starting to get desperate, but hopping off the couch and suddenly having your own job doesn't come as easily as snapping your fingers. What did, what was there? Was there a lot of uh, like how how many months, years? Like how long did it take before you realized, hey, I'm actually making this work? Well, I mean, I, I just started in July, so uh, my job terminated in June. And I started the business in July. Luckily, it, it's not, it's a variation of what I was doing before. Um, yeah. So it, it's actually a business model that I had, had designed for my prior employer. Um, and um, he at the time wasn't, wasn't as interested in it. Um, so I, I kind of, I had a lot of faith in, in, in what I was kind of putting together. So I decided, well, if he doesn't want it, I'll do it. You, um, you so you you do construction work. You go in and you help people remodel their houses. Uh, you you do you do a lot of work on on you know people want to change their house. They want to do something. There is a there. I do believe there is a there, a very artistic quality in that that I think is overlooked by by quite a few folks. I mean you know architects get to come in and people believe they're artists. You know I I don't think people really understand what contractors really do. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm seriously always impressed whenever I come across someone who really knows what they're doing and can kind of envision what someone would really want and, and, and make it happen. I, I'm kind of curious, can you draw a parallel? I mean, you're you're a guy that has written before, like creative writing. You mm-hmm. you now write music. You're now writing your own songs, getting into really good lyrics and things like that. Um, you're, you're doing this as well. Is this another kind of creative outlet for you? Do you do you see a correlation with that, or is it is it does it go down another path for you when you're at work and you're doing that part of it? No, I I think in a lot of ways it is a direct parallel because uh, you know I'm I'm not I'll I'll do some of the stuff myself, but more often than not I'm kind of overseeing a group of people and not unlike working in a band where there's there's negotiations there's you know, you're trying to to help direct a group of people to a a vision uh or or taking information from them to improve upon the vision that you started with and yeah. um i guess it's it's kind of neat yeah and I, I think there's a, a creative process that goes into it when things are going well 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When things go bad, that's a different story. That yeah. it, it costs money when things go bad. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, yeah, a, that's horrible. You make money when things are good. It costs money when things go bad. All right. Now that that's now that we've got the basis of of what's going on with you, who Scott Guthrie is, I, I'm curious about a few things. You um you have overcome a good bit. You've you've had to deal with physical and mental and emotional pain of having to deal with a car wreck of dealing with unemployment and things like that. There's a lot of things that are going on. Yeah. In the world today, there's always something going on in the world. There's, oh, there's yeah. ne never a time that the world is just fine. I yeah. mean, it just never yeah. happens. We, we Americans like to think if our economy is up, eh, everybody's doing fine. We, we just don't, you know, we ignore the rest of the it. world's always been horrible. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So there's always someone who was going through something major. Um, uh, one of the things that I hear a lot, I hear it from people that are close to me, uh, and I and I imagine it's something that went on with you as well. Is sometimes or one of the things that I hear is people say things like, "Yeah, I'm going through a bad time, but other people have it have it worse." And while that's humbling and a nice perspective, I think sometimes what that does is it kind of passes off what we're actually going through, and we don't realize, no, it's it's okay to focus on me a little bit. I need to kind of get my stuff together. You've got a wife. And uh, three kids. Yeah. You. Three daughters. Yeah. And so you you obviously had a lot of people to take care of, but oh. taking care of yourself and getting yourself better is something that you had to do a lot of. How did you keep that perspective? And what kind of like things did you do to keep that perspective as you were going through this process? I spent a lot of time in my sunroom uh, just working on songs just trying to occupy the mind, all the anxiety and stress and the negative thoughts that will just, just smother you, you know, trying to just do something active and productive to, if, if not block it out, just, uh, you know, delay its penetration. Huh? Did you, um, when, when, when you do that, you know, there is a balance that you have to have. Like, it's really easy to get in that and, and hide in that. Like, how, how do you, in your mind, say, okay, I need a little bit of me time. I need to make sure that I'm focused on that. But you also, you know, I see people get, on the other side, get sunk into that. How, how, do, you, how do you keep that balance? I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, luckily, my wife's uh, super cool, uh, and she, she understands. She gets, like, what it, the value it has for me. So sometimes she'll just kind of pat me on the shoulder and be like, why don't you, why don't you go outside and play your guitar for a little while? Yeah. All right. All right, honey, I'll do that. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. What, when you, when you write your music nowadays, the, the, the type of music that you write, is it, is there a connection with what you're going on in your life? What, what do you draw your inspiration from for the songs you're writing now for the band? I don't know. I don't try to like have a specific direction for anything. If that makes sense. I would just kind of let it, come to me i always have a notebook and so just through the day i'll have like a line might pop in my head or an idea and so i'll just make little notes and then um i always kind of i like to write the lyrics to the music um and so then i'll come up with a riff and try to find a you know a line that kind of resonates with it and then then let it let it kind of become from there you um you know, you live here in Columbia, South Carolina. You've been a part of this uh, this area for a while. Um, I'm I'm really impressed with y'all's band. Uh, last time that we, we got to see you guys play, I, I really dug it. I, I, I'm 
I'm impressed a lot, though, Scott, with um, not just the guy that you are, but but how you've gone through this and you've overcome this and um, started your own business. And then you, now you're in a band. You're just a guy, like you said before, you're a, a front porch. It's a, it's a midlife crisis. I got it. <laughs> you're, you're a front porch strummer, and, and now you're, you're, you know, you're performing around town. It's really cool. Today's day and age, it's a little bit easier to put stuff out there on YouTube to get a record. You know, it, it's we don't even have sure, records anymore. Sure. It, it's... Um, you know, like I understand that, but I still constantly, Scott, I'm constantly running into people that say, well, I want to do this, but I can't. And, and I look at it and I think, OK, well, I, I don't mean to, to oversimplify your life, but you don't have to go back to school for this. Or if you do, it's for a short period of time. If mm-hmm. you really want to do this, you, you can. I have seen people say, you know, I want to try this. And yeah, I mean, there's some things I want to do that I failed at. That's fine. So that's not for me, but I've at least sh- given a shot. You're a guy that was banged up from a car accident, out of work, in, in incredible pain. A few years later, you started up your own business. You've got a wonderful family. And, and you now have a band that's really getting some really cool gigs and having a ton of fun out there. Yeah. What, what is it, do you think, that causes some people to say, you know what, I, I am going to grab the bull by the horns and start going, and causes some people to say, I, I just don't think I can do it. What What is that difference? Is it is it something that's inside of people? Is there a spark that's just not that, that hasn't snapped? What do you think it is? I think I think part of it is, like, at least for me, I, I spent a, a long time waiting for the opportunity rather than trying to create the opportunity. Huh. And I'm just waiting for it to make itself available to me, so that I could just kind of walk into it and and make it easy. But it's it's not it's not easy. It's never easy. So what, what did you think? You think some guy was just going to knock on your door one day? It's like you know, yeah, I've yeah. I've heard you strumming on the front porch there, Scott, and I'd I'd love for you to come. Jo- I don't know why I said like a 1950s for radio. This radio. Moment. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. It just didn't happen. That that's not how Forty Eight no, Fables no, came didn't. about. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. But then, you know, at, at the same time, you, you go about, you you have something that you enjoy, and, and if you don't, you know, take the time to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to invest that extra energy into this, it, it, it can't grow into anything. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of failures, you know, I just, you know, I guess we don't, we don't try to count the failures, but if the successes outweigh them, then hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. What you know now that you things are rocking and rolling with the band, you guys are putting some stuff together. Things seem to be going pretty well with your work. What what are you striving for now? Stability. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean you know small businesses and stuff. Where it's just it's just turmoil. It's a roller coaster. I'm just I'm just working and pressing and kind of putting left foot in front of right foot and repeating. uh, Just just hoping that things will even out and then i can just take a deep breath yeah that's that's, that's what i'm that's what i'm waiting for i'm just waiting for you to be able to sit back lean back open a cold beer and just take a deep breath <laughs> i hear you well um this time of the year is is the yeah, i mean let's face it, it's the most stressful time of year for everybody just because of work end of the year uh, goals that have to be met some people's businesses kind of slow down right now some people pick up yeah yeah i'm right yeah, then, I mean, not only that, then the kids, you know, you got all the stuff going on for the kids around the holidays, and then they're out of school, so you want, don't want, want, yeah, and you don't get, you don't get a break from it or anything like that. How, you know, as a guy that's dealt with a huge amount of stress before, and and, and without a break in sight, that's had to deal with um, the uh, the tyranny of the urgent and the monotony that comes from not having <laughs> anything going on. What what is it? 
you know, what are the tricks of kind of uh, getting over these kinds of humps, these kinds of obstacles for people that, whose lives are so stressful at the end of the year? Look, I, I, I would I would love to bestow some great piece of wisdom, but I I, I can't pretend that there wasn't part of me that was I was like curled up on the sofa earlier today. Like, how am I going to do this? How is this going to work? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? How am I going to you know, make A reach B? And I think part of it is just perseverance. It's just, just, just going to just, I'm just like with like an injury and pain and physical therapy. So you just, you just grit your teeth and bite your lip and you just do it. When you're done with a project, when you're done with a, whether it's, you know, at work, whether you're done with a song, you know, whether you guys have a, a big show coming up and, and, and you're finished with it and you can sit back and, and look at it. What what are the first thoughts that go through your mind? Are they are they really just that, like you said, that breath of "Whoo, I'm glad I'm done," or are you already analyzing, or do you do you take a step and just enjoy the moment for a little bit? What what is that yeah, like for Scott? There's no joy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's no joy. It's 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 a constantly, you know, it's all the sour notes. That's what you hear every time. Even like recording, we we did the the, the, the three songs we did at Jam Room. Um, and with everything, I, I'll, I'll listen to it and the, I'll hear the nuances in my voice. I'm like, God, I wish I could, I, I gotta get rid of that. How can I kind of, kind of bribe Jay into let me come in, punch that out, or, <laughs> it, you know, it, it, it never stops. But I think, you know, at, at a certain point, I think you let it go, but when it's, when it's fresh and new, you want to, you want to keep perfecting it and working on it and fine tuning it. Um, and that, that that can border on obsession and be unhealthy. Yeah, but, but you you know you you are a you are a happy guy. You're a positive guy. Anytime that I'm around you, I get a full on very positive. Uh, it's very upbeat. Like you 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 emit this vibe and this energy about you that is very that is very positive. I'm not trying to say you're happy go lucky and naive to anything that's going on, sure, but sure. there's got to be the, and that smile you've got. There's got to be some kind of joy. W when does that actually hit for you then? Well, that's uh, when does the joy hit? Uh, I think the, the joy hits the moment that you realize that the people that are sharing the moment with you are enjoying it as much as you are. Huh. Yeah. You know, they're also happy to be there with you. <laughs> it's not, it's not like a, a singular solitary experience. You're actually communicating and sharing with people. It's, it's funny you say that. So you, you and I do share a band member, um, uh, Kevin Pettit, who's been on the show before, uh, as a matter of fact, was, was on the way to band practice with you guys when he, when he was on, uh, this is way back before you guys were practicing at, our, at, our, at the space that we have. Oh, we uh, were in a garage. Oh, we, oh that's right. I've yeah, been, yeah. I've been out there before. I went out there one time with Kevin. So Kevin is the bass, is the bass player for Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths. He's also the bass player for 48 Fables. And, and one of the things that I always liked about, about the bands that I play with is that it's a good group of guys and we're all having a really good time. I, I can see that same thing with you guys. What, what is it about uh, surrounding yourself with people like that? People that, yeah, they care about the music, but they want to have a good time as well. What's what? What's that process like for you to put people together in in a band that you can make sure have those same principles? You know, I would love to take credit for it, but uh, I didn't put anybody together. Actually, Kevin brought all of us in. 
Okay. Well, then I'll blame yeah. Kevin for not yeah. inviting me to be a part of the band and you guys finding <laughs> another keyboard yeah, no, player. Then Kevin actually just kind of like I, I guess he had an idea of something he wanted to do project wise, and he was kind of looking for the pieces. He knew he knew Chris Chris Howard, the guitar player, um, from way back in the day, um, and guys we we played with a little previously. He played in with uh, other bands and. Um, we shared a mutual friend, uh, Ace Evans, and uh, we were kind of jamming all together one day. And uh, Kevin came over to me. He said, "I guess he saw, uh, I, I guess a desire. I think he told me like that. I, that I wanted it. Uh, I wasn't there, but uh, I wanted it. So he had this this crazy notion of of getting a whole bunch of people that knew what they were doing and then sticking them behind somebody who'd never done it before, which sounds ridiculous, but." <laughs> It seems to have worked a little bit. Well, you guys are a ton of fun. You're you're a great band. I, I love the sound that you got. I, I've loved over the past six months watching a couple of the changes that you've made, not only in in personnel that have gone up there with you. You've added a couple of really great musicians, but even you switching over to the guitar you play now. I mean, it's just, it's it's fantastic watching you guys just kind of form. Um. Before I let you go, we go into the uh, the the business part of this, where you can brag a little bit about what you guys are doing. I have one last question for you, Scott. Yeah. You know, again, you're someone that I'm in awe of. How um, when I hear about what you've been through, and we've kind of even done it tonight. You you have this blasé way that you. I don't want to say it that like that. It's a very it's nothing that's really weighted you down to the point to where you you couldn't breathe. And even if it did do that at some point, you it don't let it affect. Yeah. It absolutely did, and in the moment. But you don't let it drag you down now, or or you don't seem to do that. There are people out there that are going, they're, they're just going through crap, and, and and they feel like I don't think this is ever going to be over. How do you have it where you you don't get so dark about things? You may get a little jaded, but you don't go extreme about it. How is it that you keep this balance after going through a hard time and move and move forward with it? Uh, you know, I just look at what I have. I have so much. I've got, you know, uh, a great wife. I've got three beautiful girls that are amazing. Um, you know, I've, I've been able to put it together a, a pretty good life that probably uh, there's a lot of people will be envious of. So, um, you know, it's kind of hard to, to kind of sink into the, the wallowing place that maybe I, I existed in for a, a period of time during those, those, um, those years of you know, teenage years and uh, early twenties, all the, <laughs> all, all the darkness that's so, that's so attractive. Um, it's also exhausting. It's just tiring. Yeah. And it accomplishes nothing. You, uh, you mentioned your family. You failed to mention your absolutely incredible dog and crazy and kind of kooky cat. But, but yeah. I, I won't tell them that you, you kind of left them out of that. So that's, all right, that's I appreciate all. that. Though. What, um, so forty eight fables. You know, I've never asked you this question. Where did you get the name from? Um, see, that's a, that's a little bit of a mystery. And I, I don't think I'm actually. Uh, You're not really in on it. Allowed to reveal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gotcha. There's, there's, there. You, you will receive many, many um, explanations as to where it comes from, but it's, it's likely that none of them are true. The, the, the real story of how the name happened is actually the 48th fable. A lot of people don't know that. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. You're, so you're, you're probably a lot closer than. 
<laughs> so you you guys are playing for for the people that are in uh, the Columbia and the, and uh, well just South Carolina overall. Uh, you guys have got a couple of dates coming up: uh, Warmouth and State Street Pub. What, what, when are those happening? Um, let's see. We're gonna play Warmouth uh, December twenty first, right there before Christmas. Kind of get everybody a chance to get out of the house and escape the the craziness. And then we're going to be uh, at State Street on January twelfth um, with a, a band. Uh, from Greenville, um, I think it's the Paris Mountain Scoundrels, uh, oh, friends cool. of um, uh, Chris and Kevin from way way back in the day. They're going to come down and, and play with us and, and try to have a good time. Now i I'm going to have to go to that show only because I lived on Paris Mountain till I was ten years <laughs> old. I'm wondering if I know some of those fools. I have to. See, I'll have to look them up and it's meant see. To be. There's only a couple of neighborhoods on that mountain. There's really not that yeah. many people there. So uh, they, they probably they probably don't live anywhere near. Paris. That's right. It's probably just. Something, uh, I have from, no idea. Everybody from Easley or some crap like that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or from Simpsonville. Or that's something. right. That's right. Well, uh, well, Scott, listen, it's it's a joy to have you on. I, I love having you on, especially during this part of the season where everybody's got a lot of their uh, a lot of their. Um, you know, a lot of things going on that, that drag them down. Uh, you are a, a great guy. I'm glad that we've gotten to know each other. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I know we're going to have a good time. I feel sorry for anyone who comes uh, across our path uh, on Saturday afternoon, probably around four or five or after. It, it, it's going to be brutal. But I am really looking forward to it. And, uh, Scott, listen, the happiest of holidays to you and your wonderful family. And uh, really appreciate you being on, my man. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. The devil walks the streets at night, shake, rattle, and roll. The devil walks the streets last night, a deleterious soul. A black shoe, suit, and tie, you gotta see to believe. A rogue and bones, a crow life size. With nothing up his sleeve I want to thank Scott again one more time for coming back on It was, uh, it was a great time having him around He's just such a cool guy And uh, really good musician I, he's, he's one of these guys that does sell himself short He's got a, a really cool voice and uh, writes some really good stuff. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see them continuing to um, to uh, go into different phases with that band. Um, but yeah, they uh, the, another cool connection we have with the band. So Kevin plays bass in both Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths and Forty Eight Fables. The other band I play in, uh, Duncan Sims and the Accused. Our drummer David Hunt. His little brother, Andy Hunt, plays keyboard in uh, 48 Fables. Really cool guy. And uh, always enjoy seeing him at the shows whenever we're doing something. He's always been uh, been a big part of everything that we've done um, with Duncan Sims. And it's just cool. Cool little musical family. You know, it, it's one of the neat things about being involved in um, the music scene in, a, in an area is you get to really meet some of the really awesome people. Like the, the whole thing we're going to tomorrow, uh, a, a friend of mine is uh actually the best friend of of don has got uh, works in marketing she's got a uh, box at the um at the gamecock stadium 
and uh, Don and Scott and I have been invited. It's the, it's the it's charity week. Uh, she's taking the little outcast children to uh, <laughs> to the game this weekend. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We're going to have a lot of fun. Nice nice place to blow off some steam and everything. Um, enjoyed having Scott on, and I I really found a lot of value in what he said, especially there at the end. This this past month has been hard. I'm gonna tell you something. Right? I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. Um, I've had a I've had a lot of problems this year. This has been the hardest year of my life. I flat out say it. If I haven't said it before, I'll, I will tell it to you right now. This has been the hardest year of my life, and I I have dealt with crazier things, absolutely. But just with where I am in my life, a bunch of things that have been uh, the the way the the die have been cast and and come up. I have I have struggled more this year with with things um, than I have in a in a very long time. But but if you pack it all together, it's been the, it's been the craziest, strangest, and toughest year of my life. And a lot of it's just personal stuff. A lot of it's just um, just things that I'm going through and things I'm dealing with professionally and personally. And it's been it's been very difficult. And I and I felt very lost. Getting getting to meet a friend like Scott and and getting to develop that relationship, uh, he doesn't realize it because I haven't told him because I'm not that much of a of a like a I'm not writing movies like Twenty Seven Dresses. I mean I I've, I don't I don't sit around share feelings and crap. But uh, no, there there's a there is a thing that um, getting to meet a friend like him and and getting to know him and understand him and who he is. And, and having uh, a, a cool friendship with him, it really helps out a lot. Because um, one of the things that's so hard when you're going through hard times is knowing who to trust, who's on your side, who's got your back. And I think this has been the hardest thing this year is um, I've seen people take advantage of other people uh, more than I ever have this year. I've witnessed it personally uh, more than I ever had Um it's been a it's been a very tough thing, and it's one of those things where I was having a discussion with someone one day, and they asked me, you know, what I thought about the world and where it's going, and it's kind of like what Scott and I were joking around about. Uh, we may have done it pre-interview, um, but the the world could be crap. I mean, it just can be, and it always has been. I mean, we talk about video games uh, causing problems in kids, and you know, if a few hundred years ago we were burning people at the stake because we thought they were witches. Maybe it's just that the people are crap. It's not that it's anything that's been created. We always seem to go through something, right? Well, um, as as I've kind of gone through things this year. Um, I'm always surprised at oh the conversation I was having with the guy at the bar. So he asked me what I what I thought about people and where the world was and how, you know the question how does it feel to have a daughter today? It feels fine. It feels fine. There's always crap in the world. There is. Now I'll talk about specifically where we may be as a country or a state or a city or a neighborhood. I'll, I'll get into specifics about that. But if you want to talk in generalities as far as the world is concerned, it's it's always been crap. There's always some crap going on. So I don't I don't really let that bother me. But what I do, what does bother me is I don't lose my faith in the world. I, I start to lose my faith just in people. My preacher asked me one day why I don't feel so connected with a church. We had a discussion um, just about faith. I've pulled no punches that I'm a faith-based guy, but I'm I'm not a rah-rah raise my flag for the church kind of guy. And we were having a very poignant conversation, the two of us, uh, well, just over on our side of the table. 
And uh, I was wanting to get a little bit more active in the church. There were some things that I was wanting, but he was, you know, I told him that I, I have a very personal relationship with the guy upstairs. That's the way it is. Then he asked me why, and I, I said, because it's people that made me turn my back from my faith for the longest time. It's the interpretation that people use. It's the misinterpretation. And, 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 um, let me just go ahead and open up the kimono all the way here on this and let you know exactly what I think. It, it is the absolute purposeful, misguided interpretation of faith that has bothered me in watching people try to persuade, nay, control others through something that I find, um, very delicate, and I'm very sorry that people that say they worship the same things or believe the same things or even believe in a deity um, would turn around and do to make people believe that it shouldn't be there. And I, I, what happened is I realized that, for me, it was the church that did it, and I mean the church overall, the people. Um, I, I've seen through my naivety with that and probably just having to get my anger out of the way, that not everybody that goes to the church is that way. Oh, a lot of them down south are, but but not everybody is, and there's there's something in that. And so going back to the conversation I had with the guy at the bar, uh, the reason I kind of walked down that road was to say this. I've seen before in a very personal, very delicate situation in my life uh, that was uh, during a very rough time and um, a time where I, I needed something and, and, it, and it turned it turned on me. I um, I ultimately use that as a blanket statement to everything else. And and what happens is is I I, I have found over the year that I have actually done this weird thing. I have become a little bit more reclusive than I've ever been. Part of it's because I've been listening to the wrong people. Part of it's because I've been listening to people that were hiding things from me or trying to get something over on me or trying to change who I was. Um, I've also had a lot of obstacles this year that have required uh, a lot more commitment and thought. And, and to be quite honest, I've been mentally exhausted. But what I've done is I have quit reaching out and really getting to know people. And it has hurt me. I can look at myself and tell a physical difference right now. And I, I, I'm wondering if that had some has had something to do with it. So the reason I bring up a guy like Scott and the reason I bring him on the show today is this is that time of year this this is the, this is it the people have already started complaining i've already heard it i can't wait for christmas to be over it's it's insanity we, you've got people that as soon as the first leaf turns at least half of a shade of beige that they're playing christmas music as they're pulling Halloween decorations out of their attic. I mean, it, it goes on a full-on freaking sprint from here on to the end of the year. And there's so much you got to get done. There's work stuff that's got to get done by the end of the year. People that are running their own business, there's tax implications with what they got to get. Then there's gifts, and there's traveling, and there's all this stuff. And all these people you got to appease. And, all, all, and, and, and it's so easy just to get lost in all of it. But for some of us, Some of us, the whole year's been that way, hadn't it? Where did 2018 go? 
I have lost this year. I really have. From where I was January 1st, I haven't made that much of a difference here on November 29th. And I'm sad about that. I'm upset about it. I'm disappointed in a lot of people, but I'm disappointed in myself. And I could sit here and I could tell some more sob stories about this, but I I actually listened to that interview. <laughs> I listened to what Scott said. I could sit around and mope. Yes, that angst was so good back in the 90s when you could wear flannel and make a song out of it. It, it just doesn't work that way anymore. Although I play in a band that wears flannel and has a lot of angst in the songs. More murder than angst. I have to have a talk with Don about that. But um, it is. It's, it's, not, it's not attractive. And it's something that we go through, and it's a stage. It's a phase as we deal through things. But I can't sit and wallow in it, and I have to take for account what I have. And so I do. I spent a little time today writing down the things that I'm thankful for. Writing down the things that, while I can wish that a lot of stuff was different, I could be a lot worse off. There's some parts of me, like Scott said, that people would be envious for. And, and while some of it, you know, you can sit there and say, really? Yeah, you think so. But others of it, yeah. Yeah, you would. And I'm, I'm proud of it, but I'm thankful for it, really. Even my damn dog that keeps wanting to chew up the wiring to the studio. I'm evil, even thankful for that guy. Life is hard. It's a blue Christmas for a lot of people. It really is going to be. Let me ask you to do something for me. Um, go find somebody. Go find an old friend. Go find someone who makes you laugh. And maybe you don't have enough dollars in your pocket because you're stretched thin everywhere in your life right now. Go spend $15 having a couple of beers with them. Go do it. Invite them over. Sit in the backyard. Fire up the fire pit. Bring some friends over. Talk to some people. Good people. Yeah, I know. People change. People phase in and out of your life. Life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. Life can be a series of disappointments with some folks. I get, I get that. I understand that. But not everybody. Don't turn on the whole religion just because the church wanted to convince people that this thing was bad. I'm turning on the whole faith and turn against something that's been around for thousands of years before you ever got here. Just because someone picked up a Bible and beat it and started reciting chapter and verse. No, don't, don't turn on everybody. There are good people out there. I'm going to see some of them tonight. I'm going to see Don. He'll be playing. Don's a good guy. As much as hell as I give him, he is. Going to see uh, my boy Scott. Probably run into Ace. Probably see Shelly. See a couple of other friends there, I'm sure. I don't really know who else is going to be there, but I'm looking forward to it, and I hope they're there. Because the holidays can really get filled with uh, just a lot of things that you feel pulled and stretched. 
And there could be a lot going on in your life. And sometimes you just need to be able to relax a little bit, to enjoy it. So it gives you that energy to get through the days. And not everybody's got time. Oh, no, not everybody's got extra time. But for some reason in this season, when we're all so damn busy, we seem to have extra time for parties or getting away. Or maybe maybe it's just the fact that we all understand that this maybe is the season that we need to take some time and spend time together. We're not all off traveling. We're all home. We're not getting to the crazy season just yet. It's not Christmas Eve yet where we're all pulled all over the country. No, we've got a few weeks here. See, I think that happens. I think all of a sudden you look like I look at this weekend starting tonight. I've got a lot of things to see and, and some chances to see a lot of people and to do a lot of cool things. Why? Well, yeah, we're trying to pack it all in, right? Yeah, but we're all here. We're not spread out at summer vacation in all these different places. No, we don't have the time to do this, but for some reason people are making time. So don't miss it. Don't miss these opportunities because I'm going to tell you, I haven't seen them all year. I've needed them. And I've turned away from the opportunity because I've been told or I've thought that I was doing the wrong things. And I'm going to tell you, friends, don't let a moment go by. The blink of an eye, life can be very different. The blink of an eye, your entire world can change. For the better or for the worse. Life is a series of hellos and goodbyes, and you don't get to say who says what. Take the time. Go have the beer. Listen to the music, whether it's good or not, and enjoy your moments this year. Find your peace. Find those moments. Hold on to them. They just may be what gets you through next year. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. Yes, and I do promise you, you'll see us next week. Special thank you to all the people that have reached out to me. I appreciate it. I am doing well. Hope you are too. Can't wait to bring you the good interviews we got coming up over the next few weeks. Come check out Don Merkel tonight at the White Mule if you're in Columbia. Till next week, take care. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com.